0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Welcome to the Throwing Jabs Podcast with Jace Garcia and Jared Jones. All three scorecards go to the winner by unanimous decision. And now the mandatory WBC heavyweight contender, the Brixton Body Snatcher. Dillian. the Philippines, the the one only current WBA
1: champion Hey guys, welcome back to episode 3 of the Throwing Jabs boxing podcast. Today we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be recapping the big fight this weekend. We're going to be talking about some current events and some fight announcements, as well as the usual preview in this, upcoming, this week's upcoming fights, and we got the flurry. I'm Jace Garcia. I'm joined with Jared Jones. Let's dive into the recaps, starting off with a fight that I, I had to go back and watch because I didn't realize how early in the day it was. <laughs> <laughs> Dillian White hands Oscar Rivas his first loss. And to gain something that I didn't know was on the line, an interim WBC heavyweight championship, the current actual WBC champion is Deontay Wilder. So since Dillian White won, how do you think he matches up with Deontay Wilder?
0: Well, first of all, I thought Rivas was going to pull up that upset I called for in the ninth round when he knocked him down. But uh, how does White match up with Wilder? Let me check my notes. I think he doesn't. He doesn't. Neither one of these guys is elite fighters. They're heavyweights with punchers' chances. At no point in these guys' careers, to the best of my opinion and knowledge, should the word champion be attached to them. I don't think there will ever be a time where we look at Dillian White and think he's the best heavyweight out there. And I think that word should be reserved for those guys. So interim... WBC, I mean, you want a heavyweight champion. White has a puncher's chance against Deontay Wilder and nothing more. I think he gets smoked in that fight.
1: Uh, I think this could be a learning opportunity for Rivas. Yeah, everyone wants to be undefeated. When you get a loss early in your career, it seems to help you out and get you better equipped down the line. I think this is something that maybe Rivas can learn from. I think Dillian White... Learned a lot from the Anthony Joshua fight. Yeah. Going up against Wilder, I don't think they can get it done because Wilder is just a freak of the division.
0: Yeah. Well, and we're talking about elite fighters versus, in my opinion, we're talking about elite fighters versus not elite fighters. Dillian White and and Oscar Rivas are good, not great.
1: Yeah. And I mean, they are still young, though. And (laughs) I think they can. And this loss could
0: really help Rivas' developmental process. I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah, I think Wilder takes it no matter what. Who knows down the line when this fight is going to happen if Wilder already has his next two planned out. So Dillian White might have to fight someone else. He's just the interim champ for now. So moving along to the big fight, Mm. the one everyone was watching, Uh, the pay-per-view for Fox and Premier Championship Boxing. Manny Pacquiao wins the WBA Welterweight title by defeating Keith Thurman via a split decision. What oh, do you think of the fight as a whole?
0: Man, I didn't think it was a split decision. I had Pacquiao a little bit more handily than that. Um, I thought all three judges would have it for Pacquiao. Previously undefeated, Keith one-time Thurman. Hey, last week I picked, I picked Thurman. I was happy with that pick. I also added a caveat that, that if you'd made me bet on every fight, I wouldn't have lost more money on anybody... More than Manny Pacquiao. Every time this guy seems to surprise me, and lo and behold, he did it again. He came out. He lo- Thurman looked like he was fighting somebody that of, of the likes of which he's never been in the ring with before. He looked uh, a little befuddled by the speed. I always thought Danny Garcia would be a good matchup for Keith Thurman for that specific purpose. Um, I've heard some talks come out about Pacquiao and steroid use, PEDs, Malinaji said something, uh, Teddy Atlas said something about it, and uh, the jury's out, I mean, until this guy fails a test yeah. or has something come back that conclusively says that, because we've never really had that. We've had some questionable stuff, and a 40-year-old man getting in there and being looking better yeah. over time and beating a Keith Thurman. I mean, it's so unheard of that you look and say there's got to be something else going on there but i would never want to make that assumption until science backs me up this Um, guy has is awesome he's always been awesome and that was that just further cements his legacy
1: yeah that was a great fight i could I, i saw how it was a split decision yeah i think manny was the aggressor most of the time he landed the more meaningful strikes but the Normal, non-significant strikes. I feel like Keith Thurman landed more. And they got through Manny's guard. Keith Thurman did do a better job against Manny defensively than Manny did against Keith Thurman. Mm. Granted.
0: Which is something you don't see much. No. You don't see many people out defensive Manny.
1: No, yeah. And there were a lot of shots that I think the judges gave Keith Thurman. I mean, that gave to Manny that Keith Thurman blocked with his gloves, and he he they didn't actually impact him. So I understand the split decision, but one thing I saw post this fight, people coming out and just posting up the CompuBox numbers that had Keith Thurman outstriking Manny by 15 punches, saying Keith Thurman was robbed. That's not a robbery. Yeah. Fifteen punches is is nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're talking about two hundred punches from each fighter, fifteen is nothing. So to just come out, post a one stat and say this man was robbed—that's ridiculous. That's like if in the MLB, a pitcher keeps loading the bases but gets saved, and then a couple home runs hit, saying they had more hits, so they gotta, so they actually won. Yeah. When wh- we're,
0: Well, or or in basketball when when they didn't have the three-point line and a layup was worth as much as a half-court shot. You know, that's why we have judges in boxing because the difference between a layup and a half-court shot could be a concussion. You which know? yeah. is, <laughs> which means something in boxing. So you have to uh, take the strikes one at a time for what they are, and you know, judge it but to the best of your ability. And I think they did a pretty good job. Like I said, I think uh, I, I had Manny. It was close fight, close decision. Could have went either way. I wasn't gonna be angry if it went to Thurman. I just my scorecard was different than that. You know, this wasn't one of those one of those Courtney Burton type. Manuel augustus fights where you go nuts at the end like the wrong guy got the decision yeah. you know give it to the other guy no i didn't i didn't see it as that and uh i think some of that is just what you're going to get with society and the public and social media when you put something like this out there there's people that are gonna you know hands down this is the answer you know? yeah
1: or even i think if some of the rounds they gave to manny if you go back and look at the beginning of the rounds keith thurman was doing very well but man he just came back at the end of the round so i think there is something to say about that how ending the round is better than starting the round yes because it is fresher in the judge's mind and also i think it goes back to schoolyard fights you could knock someone down but if they end up on top when the teacher comes in yeah you won the
0: fight yeah yeah i think of um When Marvin Hagler fought Sugar Ray Leonard and Hagler was on top of him for most of the round and uh, that was actually a plan in the corner of Sugar Ray Leonard that his that his corner would yell out, you know, 15 seconds or whenever they were getting to the end of the round so that he knew to start doing that shoe shine and then end every round with this flurry. And if you look at you take out the last 20, 30 seconds of every round of that fight, it was a no brainer for Hagler. You know, but you add that right at the end. Boop, 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 boop. And uh, yeah, Manny took a page out of Leonard's book and uh, did did some of that to Thurman. And it's not just the judges who see it like that. Like you said, even in the yeah. schoolyard, when that kid ends up on top, you're like, hey, dude, he got you, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what happened until the teacher comes.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So wh- what do you think is next for Manny and Thurman coming out of this fight?
0: I'm... Not a big rematch guy without a significant reign. You know, if somebody was dominant for a long time and then lost a fight, I think maybe they get a, they, they should deserve a rematch, but they should have earned it. I think these two guys are, were kind of in different hemispheres. It was a good fight, and I think the same thing will happen. You'll have another go-to decision, close fight. If they do it again. So I don't want to see it again. I'd like to see him fight the winner of Spence and Porter or uh, Bud Crawford. I think Danny Garcia is a little Styles make fights more boring than those other guys. I don't want to see Manny fight Garcia. And I don't really want to see the rematch. But any of those other three would be fun. I think Bud Crawford beats Manny handily.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Bud Crawford is still... like. Pound for pound, one or two. Um, Between Earl Spence, Sean Porter, and Bug Crawford, and Danny Garcia, those are all ESPN top five ranked welterweights, not named Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. So those are, if there is going to be the next fight, that's who it's got to be. But also, during the cast, we saw Floyd Mayweather there. Hmm. We also heard a lot of talk about Floyd Mayweather coming back and doing rematch with Manny do you think that after this fight should Floyd come out of retirement
0: I don't think it's good for boxing um if he does I think it's the evidence that the general public has been bamboozled when it comes to boxing the fact that this guy could come back out and charge two hundred dollars a head for this fight just proves that we're Let me take let me I'm going to I'm going to read a quote here from a from a close friend of mine, uh, Iceman John Scully. He's a former light heavyweight championship contender and uh, amateur phenom. He's a local guy from from right here in Connecticut. He said, I don't care how good Pac-Man looked last night. I don't care if he could even beat Mayweather now in 2019. If you suckers pay for a rematch between those two, I'm going to unfriend and block you from Facebook, and I'm going to delete all your phone numbers, and I'm going to pretend I don't even know you when I see you on the street. Iceman John Scully. This is a boxing guy, and he feels like that because he trains good fighters, That are working their way to the top and looking at the top and seeing not the best fighters. You know, they're going to go in there and look like they did the the old age app. (laughs) These guys are not. It's not 10 years ago we wanted to see that fight. Now it's like people will pay for it because their names, you know, because of name recognition and not because they're the best fighters. It's, it's unfortunate for the sport, but it probably will happen. The way that Manny looked and the way that Floyd is, I think it, it, there's there's a chance, sure.
1: We'll discuss this more in depth later on in the show, but I don't think this will make Floyd come out of retirement because Manny Pacquiao looked so impressive. And if you look at Floyd, he, he's calculated. He knows when to take his shot. And after a performance like that, I don't know if, Floyd wants that. Floyd wants to stay undefeated.
0: Well, and Manny kept it close with an injury in the first fight.
1: Yeah. Floyd picked his time to fight him the first time. I don't think now is the time, if there is going to be a time, for a rematch. And we we will discuss that possible fight more coming up. Staying with the welterweight division, you mentioned it earlier. We got a fight announcement. Earl Spence will take on Sean Porter September 28th to unify the WBF and WBC Welterweight Championships. Now, we'll talk, we'll get more in depth on that fight when it gets closer, but what do you think of that fight right now?
0: I'm super excited for this fight. This is not Pac Man and Mayweather. This is the fight Scully wants you to watch for $200. You know what I'm saying? This is this these guys are both elite i like both of them sean porter i think has been um on the fringe of that upper echelon and that's where errol spence is i think this will be a really good fight these guys bring it that one's worth watching for sure
1: this is the toughest fight for earl spence
0: thus far yeah yeah
1: uh you could say mikey garcia but mikey garcia is coming up multiple weight classes
0: we didn't we don't we don't know what Mikey Garcia that was yeah it's been too long and too far between and
1: yeah so this is gonna be his his best opponent to date and it, it should be a good one it, it should be fun it should be really really cool to see we got another fight announcement earlier in the week August 31st Vasily Lomachenko looks to defend his WBO and WBA lightweight championships Against former WBA challenger when uh Jorge Linares was the champion. Luke mm. Campbell.
0: I think Loma is possibly the greatest practitioner of this sport that we'll get to see live in our lifetimes. And I don't think Campbell has a shot at it's boxing. Yeah. But this one it's it's Loma again. And he needs to get uh he needs to get better fights. I think there's other guys in the division that duck him. He's he's yeah he he wants those fights at the top of the top of the game and when that guy says no he calls the next guy you know and yeah. to make all those calls and work your way down to Luke Campbell seems like there's there's too many guys that are busy when he calls <laughs> yeah
1: yeah Loma he he is one of the be- he is one of if not the best right now and he definitely needs another strong partner to get him to that potential Pacquiao or Mayweather level because the public needs to be seeing these fights. Yeah. He does great things in the ring and the public who I I have a bunch of friends who when I see them tweet makes me cringe so hard because they're like that was I want to knock out. I want blood. I want this. That's not boxing. Loma is the perfect example for a pure boxer. Yes. And we need the public to get their eyes on Loma. And I think Richard Comi has the other belt in that division. And then the uh, WBC is vacant. So I think we need to get Loma all four of those belts and he needs to move on, move up, possibly take on a Terrence Crawford or something like that yeah. to give him a good dance partner to put him in the public eye. But yeah, this is going to be a great man, a great bout. And I'm excited for it. And it's it's pretty soon. August 31st. Yeah. That's a month away.
0: Well, in this guy, I think that in my head, what happens in a fight between Loma and Floyd or Loma and Pac is that's that's the problem that myself and John Scully have with, with these matchups is that I think Loma walks not through those guys. Rather handily, I think Loma could beat Floyd or Pac-Man yeah. and that the general public would see that fight coming up and kind of go, who's Lomachenko?
1: He'd pro- he'd, he'd easily be the underdog in that fight. Yeah, yeah. And
0: then it doesn't make sense.
1: Uh, main storyline in this podcast all the way from the episode 0.1 has been Joshua and Ruiz and how Joshua's been dealing with that loss. And Joshua put out a video on his own YouTube channel You can check that out. It's been posted on the Throwing Jabs Facebook page. So you can go watch that YouTube video from Anthony Joshua. And there are a couple notable quotes in it that I want to talk about. First off, he he says, It's hard when nobody's worrying about this guy. They're thinking about the next guy down the line. And I'm looking at this guy. He's a good fighter. And that's why we picked... So Joshua is saying... Yes, he knew who Ruiz was when he was stepped in the ring with him, and he's giving him props there, but he also kind of not directly talking about the rest of the division when you have Wilder and Fury, who Fury says he already signed a fight to fight Wilder in February, but he also has a date in October. And the same thing for Wilder, who yeah is fighting well, Ortiz, but already talking about fighting Fury again in February. They are putting the public to look past their next opponent when that's not the best for someone like Wilder who one of your toughest fights, the first fight you're knocked down in, you're having a rematch with that opponent.
0: Silliness. I think that's one of the biggest no-nos in boxing. You take the fight or you don't take the fight. You never take two fights because that second one changes as soon as something bad happens in the first one. It's hard when nobody's worrying about this guy. That's that's the that's the part of the quote that I have the biggest problem with because nobody includes you and you signed up to fight this guy. I did a scrub scrap a few years ago and this kid was a uh, slow. 64 325 slower guy. All the other guys he'd fought were heavyweights, which makes sense at 64 325. And he um He was one in five at the time that I fought him. Um, He hit me so hard with a right hand in the first round. I did a full squat, but probably an inch or two from the ground. Got back up and ran corner to corner, wobbling around, trying to get. He showed up to fight. I trained this kid. I thought, you know, this glorified sparring session. He showed up and I almost got knocked out. (laughs) And it was bad. But that's what I had, a guy slower than me, one in five, thinking he can't hit me, tried to shade a left hand, there was a right right behind it, boom, saw, saw stars, uh, birds tweeting around my head. And that's what happens when you sleep on a guy. I don't care what their record is, I don't care what they look like, they, I don't care if they've got a thousand to one chance of even landing a punch. You signed up for that fight. As soon as I step in that, st- step into the ring with that other guy, that has to be my focus. I can't have the next thing. I can't have the power rankings on my mind. I can't have, you know, they used to tell you, I mean, that's what, this is why guys go off to training camp so that they're not concentrated on their work and their wife and their kids and their schooling or whatever the hell else they have going on. They have to concentrate on that one guy. You leave, live and eat and breathe and sleep and crap that one guy for a couple months and then when you end up in the ring together you hurt him because that's what you've been planning to do for all of that time and that's what you've been training for to say nobody's really worried about this guy well then you shouldn't be fighting him if i'm fighting him i'll tell you who i'm gonna worry about is that guy so no i don't like this at all it doesn't sound right
1: that that leads into the other quote i have for him nothing felt different i was focused it doesn't matter where you put me You could have put us in a shed and fight us in the garden. No problem. The object remains the same, doesn't it? Go out there and do your best. But no, nothing felt different. My understanding of this is Joshua is giving props to Ruiz. Now, that's something that I think means a lot. Because from my experience, most of the fans of Joshua are like ESPN fans who are the guys that throw up the stat that Thurman had more punches and say he got robbed. Yeah, They're the casual fans. But he's got a gold medal. Yeah, yep, exactly. And when that happened, they're, they're the Stephen A. Smiths who go, that guy's Butterbean. He's just a big guy who can hit real hard. Yeah. So for Joshua to say, no, this guy's good, this guy came out, and this guy beat
0: me. And he got he got Anthony Joshua that wasn't some, you know, uh, yeah. twin brother that wasn't ready for the fight. I was ready. Nothing yeah. felt different. I agree with you that, that he's given that credit. But there was also that I think we've um, confirmed the report that he got knocked down pretty severely in sparring. Yeah. Does this happen regularly? I mean, when you say nothing felt different, you take a knockdown like that in a sparring session and you're Anthony Joshua... That probably hasn't happened in quite some time. So to say that nothing felt different, I think is a little bit, uh, he's, he's sugarcoating.
1: Now go that, that just shows going into this rematch. If that is next, he is going to, he, he knows what he's up against. He knows how actually tough this guy is. So hopefully he takes that as a learning experience. This loss, which Moves on to the next quote. Good the segue. last quote I have from it. It's hard. I'm trying to psych myself up, but I don't have any envy or hate for this guy. This is he. He, he doesn't have any envy or hate for someone who came in, wasn't supposed to win, was supposed to be a tomato can, and took his belts. Mm. And you're having a hard time getting psyched up and ready. It, it shows how much that loss and getting knocked out hurt his confidence, yes. right? Yes.
0: Yes, yes, I think for sure. That's it that, honestly, this quote scares me. Because if this isn't a fight, you can I don't I don't I don't have a problem with the second half of it not having any envy or hate. I can't really say I had like I said 36 scrub scraps. I can't say I had really envy or hate for anybody except for there was this one guy. But still, you know, it's not like a regular thing you use to get up for the fight. Not me personally, you know. So for him to say he doesn't is like, okay, maybe he's got the same temperament I do. And envy and hate really don't fall onto the spectrum. But it's hard. I'm trying to suck myself up. Like you said, this guy came in a nobody, took your belt, your undefeated, your gold medals, all those Twitter followers who who are going to say, you know, that you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And he comes in. A basic unknown and and takes it all away from you if you can't get up from for this fight you'll never get up for another fight in your life and when i said we should be weary of a rematch between these two that if i'm the handlers of anthony joshua i might not want a rematch That's for us as the fans being weary, his fans. That's for his trainers. As a fighter, you want this rematch. You desperately want to get in there and knock this guy's head off. You took everything from me, and I'm coming to take it back. That should be Anthony Joshua's attitude, not it's really hard because I'm trying to psych myself up, but I don't hate this guy. What? Now you sound like Ronda Rousey. Hey, if that's how you're feeling about it, go do WWE, Anthony Joshua. Straight up. (laughs) Anthony Joshua, if you can hear me, and this quote is real, and this is how you feel every day when you wake up, then you need to be in the WWE because you don't need to hate people to beat them at boxing. That's what you do for work. So get in there and beat this guy. You should want to take this guy's, his belt. You should want to take his belt because it's not yours anymore. It's his, and you should want to go take it. And that that's scary yeah. for me to hear.
1: Yeah, I, un- I understand what you're saying. I don't think you should go join the WWE. <laughs> but <laughs> definitely, definitely a, a, a confidence-boosting fight before <laughs> taking on Andy Ruiz again because he desperately needs his confidence back. Yes. We're going to move on. We touched on it when we were recapping the Pacquiao-Thurman fight. And that just leads into who you got for this week in a Pacquiao versus Mayweather rematch. Now, I understand you don't want to see it, but if it happens, who are you picking?
0: Yeah, that's, that's what we're here for. Um, yikes, and I haven't picked against Mayweather in a long, long time. Might have been a, a Corrales. I think Diego Corrales I may have picked over Mayweather. But you have to go back a long time for... I, I you just pick these guys that win like that until they lose, you know. Yeah. Bet on them over and over, and you you end up winning. But uh, the way that Pacquiao looked, if that same Pacquiao from Saturday were to fight an old Floyd Mayweather, I that's a tough fight. I oh, man, I think I'd have to take Mayweather just by default, though not not because
1: I really that's a coin
0: toss for me. That was tough.
1: I would take Pacquiao because. Mayweather is... I don't think Mayweather's going to take the rematch after this fight. That's just how impressive I think Pacquiao did. Yeah. But Mayweather just hasn't been in his last... His last fight was an exhibition fight that was... You can argue was rigged in Japan for Ryzen Mm. against... uh, I don't even remember the kid's name. Yep. That's okay. And then... (laughs) In a three, it was a three round exhibition where if you watch the fight, the kids like it looks like the WWE out there, yeah. The uh, way he's getting hit.
0: totally out, out, out gone,
1: yeah. And then what is it, two years ago is when he fought McGregor, yeah. So that time off, and that
0: was an MMA fighter and not a boxer, yeah. Yep. And
1: Pacquiao has been fighting. Fought Adrian Broner, fought Keith Thurman. Huh. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. I can't pick against Manny Pacquiao with this if
0: Well I, and it, like I said, as close as he kept it with that injury. You yeah. know, and, and well I and I kind of agree with the Floyd probably won't take this fight. He didn't want to fight Manny in his prime, Man. and Manny looked every bit his prime. On Saturday night, yeah. so I it's hard to see Floyd going. Oh, but that guy I'll fight. You didn't want to fight him ten years ago. He looked good, dude. <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure you want to fight him now. Yeah. So I agree.
1: Also, one thing we didn't t- we talked about last week we didn't touch on in the recap of the fights. Freddie Roach got a win again, which is I think you discussed it. You talked about it last week. It is him sticking with the old guys and yes the younger guys you can't bet on this guy to get you to the top anymore if
0: you're just leaving the station get on a different train yeah
1: yeah and you could they talk to him a bunch you could tell there's something there's something up and yeah if you are a young guy find someone else because freddie's best years are behind him yes Now, moving on to the fights for this weekend. We have some big ones again. Another week of big fights. This Saturday, action-packed. Starting off on Showtime, Gervonta Tank Davis, the undefeated WBA Junior Lightweight Champion, takes on Ricardo Nunez, who (laughs) who, when I looked up his record pop-up came up and said oh exit out of this you're gonna get a virus so (laughs) uh, if that has anything to say about his opponent Javante Davis's opponent (laughs) get him tested before
0: the fight um I'm (laughs) I'm actually gonna come back to this fight for the flurry I'm just gonna pick Davis but that's where I'm headed so
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh I mean this is Davis all day yeah, Javante Davis. Yeah, I think he's gonna take it. He he was on the undercard of uh Mayweather McGregor. That's where he first got. That was his breakout for him. This dude is a knockout artist at this late at his lightweight. This is someone who's been He's been calling for Loma. No one else has been calling for Loma. Hmm. So he sees something and he has a lot of confidence in himself. And like i said when i look when i went to go look up ricardo Nunez nunez's record the link i clicked on <laughs> my uh internet security told me that there was a possible virus so yeah. i had to exit out but yeah so tank all day
0: here. i'd like to see tank and loma too i mean Javante davis is uh he's fought some good names and he's at that point in his career 24 years old he's 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 right on the cusp of his physical prime theoretically speaking and uh i think that's a good fight and again he loses that fight to loma it's just like you were saying about Rivas at the top of the show he that's developmentally he took a loss to loma nobody's gonna you know to completely discredit you for that that's a win-win opportunity yeah. for davis which is why i think he's calling for it. and i i love that fight be grateful yeah it.
1: the only real I think downsides to Javante Davis is, extracurricularly, he was under the wing of Floyd up until the McGregor fight with Floyd. Then he started to distance himself. And if you go back and you got to use Adrian Broner as a Mm -hmm. template for that, when you start distancing yourself from Floyd and getting caught up in some sketchy things, doesn't work out the best for you. Yeah. So, hopefully, Javante Davis can stick to this ascent he's had, get past leaving Floyd behind, but...
0: Yeah. Well, and we need to know if Tank Davis is sizzle or steak, and Ricardo Nunes is not going to tell us that. No. No. Because this guy's like a, a ham sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Compared to the steak that may be Tank Davis.
1: Yeah. Possibly the best fights of the night the better fights in my opinion on the zone Maurice Hooker takes on Jose Ramirez Maurice Hooker is the fourth ranked junior welterweight on ESPN Jose Ramirez is the third ranked junior welterweight on ESPN and they are looking to unify their WBO and WBC junior welterweight championships boy this is going to be a good fight I can already tell it's tough. This is this is a fight. This is a fight we haven't gotten yet. A great fight. This is what boxing needs to give yes. us. Yes.
0: I totally agree. That's uh that's this is this is what when Scully talks about Mayweather Pacquiao, this type of fight is why because people will not be watching this fight, but will yeah. pay $200 yeah. to watch Manny and this this is a good fight. Yep. <laughs> I give the edge to Hooker, but both of these guys are elite. Top of the weight class. These are the guys you want to watch fight. And you want to watch them fight each other. So that's. that's to Tune in. Hooker and Ramirez. It's going to be. Uh, those are two, two great boxers.
1: Yeah. On a close fight like this. I give my casual logic to pick a winner. And because I'm Mexican. I go with a Latino. So I'm taking Jose Ramirez hey. here. <laughs> in the co-main event. We have Guillerme Frenos challenging IBF Junior junior Lightweight Champion Tevin Farmer for his belt. This is another instance where Guillerme, it was tough for me to f- find his record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up, he's 46-1-1, one and one. and <sighs> Tevin Farmer is 29-4-1-1 won no contest but all of his losses his draw and his no contest came very earlier in his career and he has looked phenomenal and to good fighters
0: I, I give tevin the the edge he's fought better guys he's yeah. got uh, seemed to have good pedigree but i think both are kind of fringe guys and i won't be surprised because of the competition that they faced and how far off they are from each other I won't be surprised if either guy is kind of exposed here for not being as good as we they thought we thought they were. You know, yeah. I don't think either guy is forty six and one type of guy. Yeah. So I give the edge to Farmer. I think he's had better competition, but I'm not sure either one of those is top of the line. It's not going to be like Hooker Ramirez where you're watching some of the best fighters. Yeah. The
1: world. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Farmer's going to get it done. This fight and the Gervonta Davis fight, these are tomato cans. I guess Guillerme Frenos has the be- has the better record. But I think, yeah, Farmer's going to get it done, and so is Gervonta. I'm going with Jose Ramirez. So that's it for the preview of the fights this weekend. Now we're going to end the show like we always do. And Jared, hit me with that flurry.
0: Oh, well, the flurry, I told you I'd go back to Javante Davis and, and, uh, and Ricardo Nunez. Davis, I think, is on the cusp of good and great. Nunez is neither good nor great. This guy's 21 and 2. He's a good dad. Seems to be a good person. <laughs> I'm not sure he's a great boxer, and I want to talk about a guy named Barney Aguayas. You don't know who that is because your thing went to a virus, but neither <laughs> did I. So, Barney Aguaya started his career 10-1, and, and his only loss was to a 3-1 Ricardo Nunez. In his, in his first 11 fights, his opponents were 33-67. One winning record was 3-1 and 1 Ricardo Nunez, and he went 10-1 and, and lost that fight against his only guy with a winning record. Now, in his next nine fights, he lost eight of them all had winning records, a a combined record of 103 and 16. So fought good fighters, but that one win is Ricardo Nunes. This guy finished 11 and nine. And the other guy Nunes fought and lost to was three and five at the time and finished four and eight. So 11 and nine and four and eight, that's 15 and 17. Ricardo Nunez's two losses have a combined record of 15 and 17. The guys you lost to have a losing record. You never fought anybody of consequence, and now you're fighting a title fight. You lost to a guy 3 and 5 and a guy who finished 11 and 9, and then... Your, your your last fight while you were climbing up the, cha- the semi-final of the tournament was Eduardo Pacheco with 22 wins and 30 losses. That was his last fight. And because you won that fight, we're going to give you Javante Davis. It's infuriating some of the time. And it's why I've always pushed for part two of this flurry, the ELO system. The ELO system is a is a mathematical algorithm they use to rank chess players so that if one player plays another player and he's really good and wins and another player plays a third guy and he's really bad and wins the guy who beat the better guy gets better numbers the better the guys you beat are the more your number jumps if you if you just so Javante Davis his number would go up almost nothing for a win over a guy like ricardo nunes because nunes never fought anybody and lost a bump and it's also if you go back into the history of the elo system it's also where zuckerberg started facebook as like a how hot is this girl thing is this girl hotter than that girl and the algorithm they used to rank those girls was the elo system because if this girl beat that girl and this girl beat that girl then this girl could probably beat that girl. you know and, you, and it would keep you from putting Javante Davis and Ricardo Nunes in the ring together and thinking you have a good fight. You could look at the actual numbers next to their name, not what Ring Magazine guessed, not what ESPN's writers voted on, but who they beat and who those guys they beat beat and who the guys they lost to lost to or beat. And all of it goes into math and you work out a number that ranks... All of the all of the fighters. There's some reasons this would be very difficult. And the biggest one is you'd have to go all the way back to the beginning of boxing. Because to find out how good you'd have to, as the records get bigger, like if you go back to the beginning of one guy's career, he might have fought somebody at the end of his career. So to find out how good that guy was who was at the end of his career, you'd have to go back through his whole record and the guy he fought at the beginning of his career, you gotta go all the way back through that guy's record. So it'd take a couple people and you'd have to build a computer program. But once we did it, you're just adding new fights into a mathematical algorithm that spits out a number that tells you how good these guys are. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have to worry about being subjected to somebody else's opinion. We just take the wins and losses and put a number next to the guys' names, and you don't have a 1,000 fighting a 14 like we have with Tank Davis killing Ricardo Nunez come this Saturday.
1: Yeah, the video games I play can in- implement an ELO system. Why can't boxing? Exactly. And also, you say that with the computer, but the thing is we've seen in college football a couple years back they started the computer rankings – and that stuff, but people didn't like that because it wasn't... There's intangibles that a computer can't give us.
0: You're still going to have... That's true. And you're still going to get that controversy. But we we won't have no-line fights. That's the thing. There are fights that are so far off that the betting... Um organizations that handle all of the sports betting don't put a line on the fight because it's like a 5000 to 1 chance and nobody wants to give away 5 grand for a buck if that guy wins yeah. so it would keep those fights it would it would force the public to walk into a fight like this Davis and Nunes guy and instead of going well 20 and 0 versus 21 and 2 You'd go, this is 1,000 versus 14. Why are they fighting each other? You know, it would force boxing to have these things to make more sense. And you wouldn't be building these guys up to. There's plenty of 20 and 0 guys out there that Davis would walk through at half speed because they never fought anybody. Because they, no. they, you're picking and choosing, you're cherry picking all of your fights, um, a la Floyd Mayweather, um, of the ones you can win some of the tomato cans in boxing are really bad and it gets to a point where anybody with enough gym hours you could build into a makeshift champion just by getting just by getting them the right fights and you want to see that with their yeah. elo number you could actually see Instead of like you and I have to go into box rec and we got to dig through each guy and try to find, did he fight anybody? Well, did he yeah. beat anybody significant and try to know all the nay You put a math number in there? We don't have to do all that. You see the two numbers and go, okay, well, this is close. Two guys that are close should be fighting each other. And then I would also personally put limitations on how far away the guys had to be from each other to be allowed to fight. You don't have you know Loma fighting somebody who's who's four and eighty one, just to put another W on his list.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is definitely what's best for boxing
0: and the fans.
1: Yeah, the fans, more money fights, mm. more. It, it puts us in the position that the UFC's in, where the best fighters fight the best fighters. Yeah, I I like the idea of it. Granted, there is gonna be the people that say. Let, I don't want computers taking over everything
0: but when you let people do it it's you know it's the tragedy of the commons theory yeah. there's a, there's so much out there and everybody when there's a lot out there people are going to inherently and naturally look out for themselves and that's what happens when you put when you subject the sport to personal opinions They're going to want it's like these sanctioning bodies moving a guy up to second place that hasn't been ranked in the top hundred for ever. And all of a sudden he's the number three ranked guy because you want it to look like to the general public because you put those numbers next to his name that we're getting a good fight when we're not. Yeah. So I want the numbers next to the guy's name to reflect how good of a fighter they are. That's all I'm saying. And the records don't do that. No. And the rankings don't do that no, so let's add a number that actually lets us know with some kind of accuracy how good these guys are
1: yeah i I think that is definitely what's best what's best for boxing, and I would love to see that implemented down the road if not as if not soon, at least in my lifetime. yeah, because boxing is right now at it hasn't really changed that much. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's at a crossroads. Yeah. It's got to do something if it wants to get back to that spot it was alongside basketball, baseball, football, or even ahead of those games at one yeah. point. And if you want to get back, you've got to cater to the fan, and that's the problem the fan is having is knowing how good these guys are.
1: Yeah. And if you if you look at UFC, it's on the rise right now. I could because they give us the best best fighters. Yeah. Fighting the best fights. So, if you don't want UFC to eclipse boxing, this is something that needs to be done.
0: Yeah, you have to stop doing that. Yeah. And you saw both the UFC and George St. Pierre back away from that tactic. He was the big money fight. He was the big name. And they did give him maybe a fight or two that were a little bit out of his way. And then he won one of them. So, what are you going to do? Yeah. But, um, But I've seen the UFC at a couple times back off of that same format of let's create superstars instead of finding out who the fighters are let the let the public decide who the superstars are you guys decide who the fighters are and and give us the best fights
1: yeah and that's gonna be it for the show thanks jared for coming by what, how can they reach out to you if they Um, want Jared
0: to? Jones on Facebook, and Scrub Scraps has its own group page. Be sure to go on and like that.
1: You can follow the show on Facebook. You can like us, Twitter, at Throwing Jabs on Twitter, as well as check out the website. At the, All the episodes are going to be uploaded there first, as well as we have submitted and will hopefully, by the time... Either this episode comes out or next episode. Be on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So thank you guys very much. Hope to see you next time. And peace out.